Welcome to the One Big Idea Podcast, your guide to making it in Web3. Each week, I sit down with the brightest founders, creators, and thought leaders to unpack the lessons, strategies, and trends you need to know for venturing into the world of crypto. This episode is brought to you by Rug Radio, the world's largest decentralized media company changing the way creators build, distribute, and own their content. To learn more about this creator's first community, visit Rug Radio at www.rug.fm. All right. Hello, everyone. We are joined here today by Vinny Hager and Devin, Devin Dijardin. How are you both doing today? Lovely. Happy to be here. Yeah, things are good. It's cold, but... Uh... Thank you. Thank you. I'm not the only person complaining about how cold it is in right. London. Not used to it yet, but yeah. we're getting there. I mean, we're a bunch of like warm-blooded people at this point. Devin, you're in LA. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm in I'm in Texas. Vinny, you should be all right I'm in Baltimore. This point. You're in Baltimore. It's cold and hot at the same time. <laughs> well, it's a real treat to have you both here. Uh, I would love for you both to give a little bit of an introduction of who you are. Um, yeah, and what you're doing in the space, and we'll we'll take it from there. Vinny, you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. My name's Vinny Hager. Um, guess started off as a traditional artist you know works on paper paintings working on clothing different murals and stuff like that and I guess my art background or my style of art is just shapes and symbols that create patterns and then I kind of put those patterns on uh, as many different mediums and materials as I can and uh, through that exploration of art uh, materials led me to NFTs and Web3 and I guess Twitter as a whole even and um, really jumped into the space maybe almost like two years now. Yeah. Um, so that, that anniversary is coming up, but, um, yeah, I just like to draw. I like to make artwork and, uh, mm-hmm. happened to get, uh, my, my, my Genesis NFT collection letters was kind of the, the starting off point for all the things that I've done since then. And it's led me now to, to Austin in this podcast. So it's, it's lovely to be here and excited to chat. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Devin, can you give a brief intro yeah, on yourself? Uh, my name is Devin. I'm currently residing in Los Angeles, California. I'm a painter and sculptor um, in the physical world. Uh, I've spent the last five years working on a, a series or body of work called Guardians in Space on this idea of a non-theological symbol of protection. I have a background in studying in university of world religion and communication. I spent a good part of my life traveling around, studying different worldviews and perspectives and had kind of this divine moment from a friend that pushed me into uh, the painting side of things. And, you know, within six months of kind of falling down the rabbit hole, uh, this whole new world emerged for me. And I've spent a lot of time trying to perfect my craft and still have a lot to learn. And I'm here in London to learn more about the NFT side of things and um, kind of pave a way for my entry point into the space. So uh, yeah. it's been good getting to know everyone, meeting the community. And I'm here to discuss more about it and learn from you. I love it. I love having you both here. I would love to hear both a bit about your origins getting into art in general. Like, Vinny, we kind of talked about this on a a walk earlier today of thinking through when you realized that you were going to do this full time. You know, what what did that process look like for both of you? Vinny, you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, I think. And I've said it quite a bit, this one phrase, but like as like a little kid, I was always that little creative kid. Like I'd have like chalk on the sidewalk or I'd be scribbling in school and like finger painting and coloring books and uh, all these kind of like young little kid creative things. And just always did that, was surrounded by art and uh, art in my house and then going to art museums and, you know, et cetera. But I was probably like middle school where I was like, got, couldn't really pay attention in class. And I would just, every handout, every paper, every, I would just scribble all over the borders and just fill space on, on, on all my papers. I think that then led me to, I guess, the style of artwork that I'm known for now. But um, 
doodling in class all day. Then I was like, oh, I have this little like canvas from Michael's at my house. Let me just do what I do in class, but on that. So then I would do that and then got like, you know, in, in school, people would see me drawing. They go, oh, I like that. Like, could I buy it? I'm like, yeah, $10, $25, like whatever, like it's cool. And uh, that just kind of led me, I guess that was like a, a bit of like positive affirmation or, or whatever to be like, yeah. oh, like people like like the art stuff. Like I would, I would do it by myself anyway, but then having people uh, interested in like, wanting to know about it or even like purchasing it for a few dollars was cool. So that just kind of led me to keep doing it and keep doing it. And yeah, then, you know, made, made some t-shirts with my artwork on it, did some more paintings and then other little opportunities would come up. And then of course started to share it more and more on social media. And uh, yeah, it's kind of, kind of been history ever that that's like the short synopsis, but yeah, always just such a creative kid surrounded by a lot of things. And that just kind of that fuel and that, that energetic creative ideas just never stopped in my head. So I just kept tinkering, doing this, doing that. And then the, 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 the reception that my peers, other fellow students, whomever was, was great. So I think I just, I just kept running with it and I think I would have done it no matter what, but yeah. uh, I guess hearing that feedback to some degree, like kept me going and going and going and more interested in different mediums and exploration. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of, how I got here yeah. led led to the point in, in my quote unquote art career now. For sure. Devin? Yeah. Um, you know, my earliest memory of creating art was with my grandmother. Uh, she was a watercolorist and uh, it's actually interesting. I just was reflecting on these photos my parents sent me a couple of days ago of those original kind of first moments messing around with art. But, um, you know, drawing and painting was never a thing for me after that. You know, growing up, you would do the arts and crafts as a kid. But when I got into high school, um, you know, I started like a t-shirt brand. I think a lot of artists start in some sort of creative format in, in the form of clothes. And my brother and I were, you know, selling t-shirts and growing a company. And we got to a point where we were selling in 50 states, 16 countries, and got into like further development of menswear and doing like luxury fashion and decided to move down to Los Angeles. And the hard part with fashion is that there's very little money to be made for a long time. And you really have to be dedicated to it in order to like fully succeed. And, um, I got to a point where I felt very disconnected with what I was doing. I was kind of on this like tail end of, is LA right for me? Do I want to stay here? Do I want to be here? I'm not sure. And I was sitting in my friend's apartment. I was bumming on his couch for a while because I was in a transition period trying to find a place to like fully live. And um, I was going through my DMs on Instagram and there was a, there was a 40 year old man from Indiana. <laughs> he goes by the name of Zach Love now. And uh, he reached out and he said, hey, do you have moment to talk to me i'll pay you for your time and i was kind of sitting back i was like is this a weird sugar daddy like, what's, <laughs> what's going on right now weird kind of moment and uh, you know he's like i'll give you 100 bucks he talks to me for 10 minutes I'm like well I might as well like, check this out like see what's up or like what's the worst thing i block his right. number and he got on the phone call with him and i was driving to san diego and he's like hey i know this might sound weird but um you know are you are you spiritual like are you into religion or do you have any kind of belief system and i was like well you know it's interesting you say that i just got out of university studying kind of all the major worldviews and he goes well this is gonna sound really strange but i've been uh thinking about you i've been following you for quite some time and i really think that something's telling me to tell you to start painting and i had never really formally picked up a paintbrush i never really formally you know worked with any kind of oil medium acrylic whatsoever and you know similar to Vinny, i was driving by an art store and i was like you know what you know screw it let's yeah. get a canvas and see what we can do and um you know right after that night i sent him a picture i was like hey man like i'm trying what you said and he's like all right keep going wow. and i just kind of checked in with him periodically and you know within six months of that um you know things evolved and you know started selling my first canvases and found a studio on hollywood boulevard like right above the star walk and negotiated with the landlord you know i'll trade you a piece for this place and you know right after that it's kind of a you know 
a, a hurricane of what happened, but it's it's been very um, incredible to watch and to see. You know, I feel fortunate and grateful for every moment, but you know, I never thought that I'd be doing what I do, and I feel that there's something powering it behind me that's not necessarily me. And I know that might sound weird to some people, but I I truly believe that there's like a greater force at hand that's kind of helped guiding it because there's no way, you know, having no expertise in this to where I'm at now and where yeah. I plan to go that's it's been possible so it's been really cool it's I mean we've I think we've all talked about this like cosmic relationship that seems to be happening even as we were just like catching up the other night and seeing all these different amalgamation of, of friend groups come together that didn't even know that they were going to be there it's it's very analogous to just I think what it's like to go through life and and try to make it on your own you, there's no such thing, right? Like it's it's very much about the support system. I'd love to hear, Devin, maybe you can start like yeah. what a support system looks like for you and in, in your life and your career as as you are, you know, making it as an artist. Yeah, I think it's important to, you know, I think there's a power in having a close group of friends, but I also think there's power in having an extended network of individuals that are specific to a certain area of life. And um I think you need a core support group that's going to be there to help bounce ideas off to support you when you're not feeling that you're best and you feel like you're kind of down and out and there's nothing going for you at that moment you need those people to kind of grab you by the shirt collar and pull you up the hill but i also think it's important to like enter into different communities as much as possible and you don't necessarily need to create long-lasting friendships with these people but to constantly put yourself in an, an environment that's uncomfortable i feel always pushes you into a, a new creative kind of destiny and for me, it's like even stepping into kind of this NFT space after spending, you know, three years watching this kind of boom happen and being a traditional artist and being very kind of like, I'm not sure if this is really a thing. There's a lot of like heads clashing between physical and digital. Um, but being out here now, it's like, you know, there's part of that unfamiliarity with it that, you know, causes anxiety and causes kind of this disruption in my head. But it's been so beneficial because I can even see now the ways that so much of this digital aspect could apply in the physical and now that the physical could apply in the digital. So one i think support groups are important i think having your core group of friends is crucial but two constantly pushing yourself into an environment of unfamiliarity is very very key yeah Vinny, i'd love to hear from you in terms of the support group that's been built around you right because we talked earlier of you were doing it on your own for a minute mm -hmm. and it was kind of like to speak to the cosmic nature of it almost serendipitous of, wow. of toby reaching out can you yeah. can you speak to that moment yeah sure i think maybe yeah right before nfts when I was like really getting into the thick of NFTs, maybe a year, year and a half ago, getting on two years, I was doing, you know, all these like little clothing releases, little paintings, shipping everything by myself, doing all emails and, you know, just kind of like one man arming this. Of course, I had, you know, some close friends that would help out with little projects and stuff, but not like a core, uh, as we're saying, support group or like people to throw ideas around and things like that. And I was, I was having these thoughts in my head at that time, year, year and a half ago, like, wow, it'd be really nice to have like, you know, a quote unquote team and like people to you know, just be there to like work and like do really fun stuff and take things to the next level and really like get in the groove. And I mean, out of nowhere, I get this DM from now manager, really, really, really close friend, Toby Lasso at the time, Crypto Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like, hey, you know, just really love your art and like want to uh, hop on a Discord call and just chat about your ideas. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. I'd love to talk to you. I've never met you, but we're, <laughs> we're both like cool cats and interacted yeah. in the cool cats Discord and like, um, so we had that already that almost trust which is another th you know weird thing where you trust somebody if they have like own this nft project or not uh, but nonetheless hopped on a call and like a week or two later i flew out to la stayed with him and that's where the kind of uh, beginning of like our 
obviously friendship, but also like work relationship where he's like, no, like I like this idea. And I was like, oh, I never thought about it like that. And then he brought in other people like our friend Dose, uh, who was, you know, does a lot of back end stuff. And like he would, he would like put this little team together of all these creative people that had their own ideas and their own skill sets. And I was like, dude, this is so cool. This is exactly what I was just thinking about months ago and uh, kind of brought it all together and really helped me like sort out my ideas and, and push things forward and to help in different ways that I literally couldn't have done by myself. And yeah, now those those same people now, it's almost past a year now. And I talk to the same people every day and about the same ideas and what's next, what do we want to work on? And it's uh, it was a blessing in disguise. And it's just like we were talking about it earlier, like manif manifesting things. And that could be, you know, a cliche or, or whatever. But yeah, you just think about something so much in your head and somehow it's like in your lap and you're like, whoa, like this is uh, this is really cool. So that that was like the, the, the story of how, yeah, me and Toby came together and kind of built this team uh, up and, and started working on a lot of fun art stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Devin, I'm curious if your creative process has changed over time. I was reading some articles uh, that you were featured in leading up to this, and it spoke about, or you spoke about how the creative process used to be like a solitary process for you, and it seems like it's opened up in, in recent time. Can you speak about how that's changed over time? Yeah, I mean, as like my studio practice has grown, uh, you know, at the start, it was me one on one in the studio, quiet, no music, kind of trying to figure out how to get these ideas out on the canvas, out on the paper, whatever it may be. Um, and I spent like a solid four years of my life just in a giant warehouse in downtown Arts District, trying to fill a place with art with no one to talk to and no one to bounce ideas off of. And it was great for the time being because it allowed me to really think and process through what I wanted to put out and what I wanted to like build my my voice around. But recently I've started to bring in, you know, different entities and different partners into the studio to help build out different projects. I think that, you know, not coming from a traditional art background and going to school and having the kind of the tool belt of understanding, sort of say, um, having other creatives now in my space to learn from. Um, to kind of all work under a vision is really, really powerful. And, you know, some people kind of might shun I, you know, kind of hate on that. Uh, I think that there's power in having multiple people power brainstorming numbers. and thinking. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just been beneficial, you know, like even understanding like 3D, 3D design, it's not like you can just click on a computer and figure that out, right? Yeah. Hey, you know, having someone come in and be like, hey, this is the process of how this works. This is how you can you can create in this program. It's almost like having friends that are tutors, you know, and it's been powerful. And so now I feel like I'm getting this kind of like street level MFA and all these different practices. Yeah. Right? It's this beautiful like peer mentorship that can happen within a collaborative group. And it, it's been cool even to be a fly on the wall, hanging out with both of you this week. It, you know, it, this was the first time that you met in person. Can you yeah. kind of speak to what this week has been like learning from one another and, and really just going through this this process of, of exploration? Yeah, I, mean, I think on the, the Uber ride over, you're like, yeah, I've just heard your mysterious voice on Twitter space. <laughs> and we're like in an Uber together and just talked about like artwork and our pasts and things like, it's super great. Like that's the other thing, like I just touched on, like before I would just do stuff on my own. It'd just be my own ideas. Like I wouldn't even look to social media to see what other people were working on. But now being able to meet people like Devin and everybody we were with this week, it's like, they were just surrounded by artists and other creative people like you also just like you're in a creative field of podcasts and writing and like just to be around that kind of energy. It's like obviously way inspirational. And yeah. I'm like, um, so that's like, I think how me and Devin started to click, it's just like, just talking about artwork. And then like yeah. the other night I brought up the gallery and you're like, you know about that Omni gallery. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's like super cool stuff. And like, <laughs> um, I don't know, just being, ha being able to like the things that I appreciate and cherish are like 
very sometimes niche and like other random normal people like just I can't connect to them about these ideas and things and it's just great being around other obviously like-minded people and like obviously the NFT web3 world is still super closed in and like you can't just talk about that stuff to everybody and it's it's nice to uh, throw ideas around that and then to introduce ideas to somebody else that's coming from you know traditional art world that's like curious and that like helps me uh, pick my own brain about like oh like how did I do all this yeah. kind of stuff or like where did that come from where did those ideas come from and um, it really like fires my brain in off in, in, in a bunch of different directions, which then helps my creative process, helps to help other people. And like, it's just like this full circle moment, being able to connect and chat about ideas. And uh, it's great. I, I don't know. I just like, now I know the, the power of like surrounding yourself with like-minded people, people that are better than you at other things mm -hmm. and then, and how you can also help um, those around you. So yeah, it's, it's hits on a lot of directions. Yeah, Devin, any, any additional thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of reiterating my point about having, you know, multiple individuals in my studio. It's yeah. like you bring in new ideas and, and new passions and new energies. Coming here, meeting Vinny and, you know, a bunch of different people in the space that I'm not in, I get to be a sponge. I get to be a student again, you know? I'm not the teacher at this point. I'm a student, and it's nothing greater than being able to learn, right? And consistently learn new things, so... Hey, Devin's going to teach me how to cook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah? What are, what are we cooking? <laughs> That's what we were talking about on the way here. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I've seen, you, seen your cooking videos and stuff. I, yeah. like, I, I love cooking. It's yeah. like a complete off topic. No, but please. No, I, just, I was telling him, he's like, you know, I've seen that you do a lot of cooking videos. You enjoy cooking a lot. I was like, yeah, for me, it's like a creative outlet that has a similar kind of high and, and effect that, you know, finishing a painting does, mm. but without any pressure on it. For me, it's like, you know, regardless if you want to say like you just paint and that's it, like there's always all these kind of logistical things that sure. go around it. Once you kind of turn it into a career, um, it's not just like fun in games anymore. It yeah. still is like I still have that moment. Like, this is the most passionate thing I'm about. And you get those exciting moments. But there are logistical things to any kind of career that you have. Whereas like when I cook, it's just like <laughs> fuck around. And just yeah, you do cool it for things. yourself. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like I said, it's another place of being a student. You know, if you watch chefs and even like watching like chef table on netflix it's like the way they go about like creating things is like such a similar process to art mm -hmm. and it is art because it is you know and so having another outlet is just for me something that fuels my energy going back to the studio yeah and, and i kind of want to go back to that one point you said about how surrounding yourself with the studio it's like i open up a part of my my warehouse downtown where i have an artist that comes in that is you know friend or someone that i meet and i give them a space to work you know, and they get to learn from what, you know, I'm doing, but at the same time, their energy of kind of discovering their aha moment fuels my remembrance of those moments. And so like, it's so important to have these outlets when, yeah. you're, when you're, when you're making things. So I, I've always, I've stole this from someone, so I'm not going to take credit for it, but I, but I have always to anyone who, who talks about mentorship, live by this framework of, it's really important to have peer mentors that are like at your level, someone who you would define as ahead of you yeah. in some respect and someone who's behind you that you can actually like help bring up and also remind you like why you got into it mm -hmm. in the first place, help you like help you rethink things and see them in a different light. And so it's just like three uh, mentors, if you will, at, at different levels. So I love that you bring mm -hmm. people into yeah. your studio and into your world. I actually, I feel like I've, you know, I feel weird saying like, and you probably feel the same way, but saying like behind you, right? Like you like to keep yeah. one on the same playing field. Yeah. But I understand what you're saying in that aspect, but I think I get more inspired and more knowledge and wisdom from people that are so-called behind me Yeah, because it's just more of a loose play. They're kind of figuring themselves out and they have this wild excitement 
yes. that's kicking out and firing. And it's like, I remember that moment. Oh my gosh, let me tap back into that. Yeah. You know, and it's important to have those people above you that are you know, kind of this godfather or godmother. Like, yeah. hey, son, here we go. <laughs> yeah, right. Let me show you the way. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's good to have a well-rounded base for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm curious how you continue to have, you know, in like Zen, they talk about like a Zen mind, beginner's mind, that like you take everything for like see it with fresh eyes all the time and how do you approach that with your art something where uh, this is kind of tangentially related but i i always do wonder how you keep the passion alive when you make something a career as well like mm -hmm. how you protect that from yourself um yeah so kind of a two-part question Vinny. i don't know if you want to take that first sure. Yeah, I think, well, for me, it was always about uh, exploring like different mediums. Like uh, the baseline of my artwork is just like shapes and symbols and, and patterns. But it's like, all right, you do that on paper a billion times. It's like, okay, it's still fun. I still love to do it. But yeah. like, what's okay, then you go to a canvas. Oh, then you learn a bunch about that. And then it's like, oh, I want to put that artwork on a t-shirt. That's like a different medium. You learn about screen printing. You learn about how to ship a t-shirt. You kind of learn through each thing. And uh, then it was like, oh, I can, let me get an iPad and Procreate and Apple Pencil. Oh, then you learn from that. So I think yeah. that's that excitement. But I could also just sit in a room or sit on a desert island for uh, ever and just have paper and pencil and I'd be pretty happy. But to me, I guess in in, in uh, the evolution of my quote unquote art career again, like it's it's just those different mediums and that exploration keeps it going. And then the, that exploration then leads to the other avenues of like... Um, doing a podcast like that's a different form of art and then and then it's like oh well, we have this architecture project we want you to work I was like, okay i've never done that ever but i'd yeah. love to learn and like somehow really all, cool. thank you yeah. thank you all the all the, those past things kind of led up to that moment so you're just learning each little thing along the way and i think that's what helps me one grow in my own artwork and in life i guess is if that's like weird to say but like yeah. um yeah just the ex exploration and i think we, we were talking about it earlier too austin where it's like uh I don't really say yes or no to anything. I just kind of keep in the gray area and think about, uh, you know, just try to play like devil's advocate so much. I'm like, it's bad, good, indifferent, and like, then make your decision. But I never try to say yes or no, like right off the yeah. bat. And I think that helps with the exploration and um, the the sense of like wanting to keep going and yearning to learn more and to experience more in life and experience things through my artwork, which um, is continuing to happen just by that uh, exploring. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Devin, how do you keep an intrinsic motivation, right? When you have all these pieces that are commissioned and, you know, how do you wake up and make sure that at the end of the day, like you're still doing this for yourself? Yeah. I mean, we kind of touched on this in the panel a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. I think there's like, it's kind of a, a multiple answer question, sure. right? And, um, you know, you can talk about routine and, you know, keeping a set schedule or instead of like just feeling like when I feel creative, I'm going to go work and I'll have this whim of inspiration, boom, boom, boom. For me, it's always been about, you know, kind of a, a regimented schedule and just putting in the work to learn and get better and better. Um, and this might not answer the question. I'm sorry if it kind of is like, no, please. It, but it's like, I think what gets me excited about what I'm doing is I talked about, I think there's like a responsibility as an artist, right? So much of the world and the framework we have, of understanding about the world is based off of art and the historical references of people that have created these masterpieces that we use in textbooks in school and we understand religious scriptures and we understand architectural frameworks that all this stuff has happened through art most of the time you know and there's obviously literature and poetry and etc but being you know a living modern artist modern as i mean in time right now yeah. i think there's this responsibility and this excitement of like we get to create that framework for the past for the future and it's important to always have 
you know, a touch point on the past, make sure your art presents itself in the present. But then ultimately it's like creating something that, that works for the future. Mm. And that always has charged me up. And regardless if you are getting commissions or you have shows or these, you know, these giant exhibitions, the most important part is that you're taking time to create what you want to see thousands of years from now, mm. because ultimately you're not going to be seeing it. People are going to be understanding the world around it through your work. And so if your work is just fluff, your work is just little moments of this quick excitement. Yeah. And it's not well thought out for me. I'm speaking just for me sure. personally, because my work is so dealt in narrative. I think you got to really, really hone in and you got to think about what you do before you just start going for it. To that end, how much... And a lot of artists might push back on that. But yeah. that's just my personal view. I, on I would love, actually, Vinny, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, I feel like you're, just from observing, you can tell me sure. I'm, I'm completely off base. It, it does seem that your art often comes, like, very serendipitously. Hmm. I'm curious how much time you, are you thinking of, like, taking a step back and, and building with intention versus, like, letting it flow through you? I think, I think sometimes I can't. Uh, take the step back and like think about really what I'm doing because I'm just like I just want to get it out like yeah. then and there it's like I just want to draw and then like somebody's uh, some, something comes up I'm like oh I just have an idea I should try to like get it down and I just uh, just get so inspired and really like like gung-ho about things sometimes but then I try to take the step back play the devil's advocate and like is this the right thing is this artwork the right thing for it now with like the blockchain everything's can can be read and and went back on forever yeah. it's all logged which is the cool thing yeah. um to think about as you might be entering you know minting your first works and things like that like i know people who buy things or mint things and they, they regret buying it but it's gonna everybody can look at their wallet and yeah. check if it's if yeah. it was there and what they did so i think that was one thing that i learned when i got into the space i'd listen to a lot of twitter spaces and clubhouse rooms and people would be like artists you know what you're minting make it impactful make sure you're just not minting every single thing you've ever made to try to make the most money like be diligent make sure you do maybe have a narrative or a through line through the artwork that you're you're minting and make it you know uh, impactful to some degree or at least impactful to yourself so uh, i kind of really took that in regards just to uh, my nft collection and my one of one works that i minted and uh try to you know they're, they're there for a reason yeah. not, not just making them just to make them and mint them and hope i make yeah. a ton of money or do whatever like there needs to be some type of you know dialogue through all of your artworks a through line and um i think it's good to take that step back but sometimes i'm just like i just want to draw i just want to do like do this and, i would even i would even argue for you and you know being someone that knows very little about you in person like spending just a couple of days with you yeah. now but a lot i feel like a lot of like you call them free flow artists or people that have this kind of this like, spur of the yeah. moment kind of like release release yeah, yeah perfect yeah. word right <laughs> perfect yeah um <laughs> This kind of moment is like, if you really look back, a lot of the ones that actually have permanence that last, that can actually make a moment stay for a long time are ones that have actually studied their language mm. and have actually taken the time to develop their language. So these spur of the moments where he starts doodling and drawing and boom, boom, boom. It's like, actually, if you look back, there was a lot of time that's gone into creating this mm. language that when he feels that moment, boom. It's just coming out of them. Yeah. Right. It's like doing the work up front so that in the moment you don't have to think. Well, I think that, I mean, that goes back to what's well, like the little Wayne quote. It's like repetition is the key to success. I repeat the rep. It's like yeah. some video. I don't know. You know, that's, I butchered the, the quote, but it's like, hey, just if you, if you're really passionate about something, whatever it is, just do it like a bajillion million times. And, and if you like it enough, you'll, you will just do it anyway. Yeah. And then somehow, I mean, that's just for me personally talking like that's kind of, I just, 
loved to draw and just went with it and kept doing it and kept doing it. And then when you fast forward five, six years, you're like, okay, let me try to like dial it into something that might be um, a bit more of a through line and like then make things meaningful after you've kind of maybe done it a bajillion times. Yeah. But yeah, it's so weird to even like think back on like the journey through the artworks, where it came from, where it's going and like... Do you want to speak a bit to, because I think this is a good opportunity to kind of speak to letters, your sure. Genesis project. And you know, one of the things that I really appreciate about it, I've, I've been in and out of letters multiple times, is that each piece... trading away. Hey, you know, <laughs> we're, 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 we're flippers, we're investors, we're, we hold things, we no do self, all the things. No cell shaming. <laughs> no cell shaving here. No, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I got called out here. No, no, <laughs> no, no Vinny knows. I, I've got a, a physical of Vinny's in my childhood bedroom, which is... Very, very important to me. Um, yeah, so you're always, you're always close by. But no, I'd, I'd love to hear how that came about, um, what you were looking to accomplish with the project sure. at, at the start and where it is today. Yeah, I think probably early 2020, uh, I had a friend that was, you know, into NFTs and, you know, I'd kind of hear it around and uh, was wanting to get on Twitter just as like a social media platform to like just post my artwork and then saw other artists like Fawocious, Jonathan Wolf, and Defaced, who we were just with. And Defaced came out with this collection, uh, Defaced and Friends. It was like 20, I think it was like 21 of one pieces. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's like a cool concept for, oh, just, it's a collection, but it's not profile pictures and it's just art, but they all have a theme. It's like almost like a gallery show. Yeah. You theme the gallery show, but then each individual piece can stand on its own because they're all one. Of, I was like, oh, that's like super cool. Um, and I just was going through ideas and I was like, my iPad had been in like a corner collecting dust. I was like, I can't do it. I don't like the the digital aspect of, of drawing on a screen, but I was like, okay, let me just see what I can do. So I, I started to come up with a bunch of ideas for a collection. And at that time, Toby Lasso DMs me, oh, I want to talk about this. I was like, I actually have something I'd like to pick your, pick your brain about. Uh, so I flew out to LA and then I wanted to do 200 one of ones. And I kind of thought that was like, I I'd never seen it be done before. 200, like one of one, all hand drawn, hand titled pieces around a theme and then Toby's like now you have to do a thousand (laughs) yeah okay I love that um and I remember watching some uh YouTube documentary every time I'm I'm working or drawing or you know whatever I was like put on some random YouTube art documentary or like just get inspired or whatever and uh I forgot what artist it was but you know the artist passed away in you know 1960 or something and he's uh he at the end of the documentary it's like you know this artist left 300 paintings 1000 drawings some sculptures this i was like i'll do a thousand drawings in a month i was like, <laughs> it was like i don't know it wasn't like some like trying to like ego thing but i was yeah. like oh, let me just see this is like a brand new thing for me let me just like try to test my, i've been drawing the same stuff for 10 years yeah let me just see if i can like put it put it in a project and like work hard on something was that intimidating at all no, i mean that I was, sounds like a no, lot I was, hyped. I was like yeah of course i can yeah so i had had a bunch of friends help me like break down the rarity i was like i don't know what rarity is yeah like, I've never made it so did all the logistics and all the tech side of stuff which that's where I learned the most about like smart contracts and Mm -hmm. I was like oh this is like really cool I'm learning a lot about this stuff so I would just spend all day like 14 hour days just drawing all these and I had so many ideas and so many they're all hand titled and I just like wanted to make an art collection like I'd never even I'd never done a gallery show so this was like my own like little personal digital gallery show with you know renamed them all and uh, yeah then just put it out there and I was like in cool cats discord and community doodles so i was like the little artist that was in all dead fellas and like all in, in these little circles so all those people that were part of these bigger collections came into mind and i think that's where my, my kind of core quote unquote community came from and uh it's just blossomed over the last year brought me the most 
wild experiences, events, friendships, partnerships, uh, you name it. So it was, uh, it's been a wild ride. It feels like seven years ago that we did it, but it's only been, you know, we just celebrated the one year anniversary. So yeah. And we got, a. Uh, it'll it'll always be my my kind of Genesis art focused collection, yeah. but the things from now will be. Uh, I probably won't release artwork like that, like straight like my yeah. my normal style of artwork if that makes sense. But more one of ones. I'm thinking about other different collections and sort of things. So I'm, my my mind's always running, but um, surely not stopping ever. But, For sure. Yeah. I, I'm curious. You know, the one year anniversary of Letters was was just a couple weeks ago, and. Devin, as you're entering your journey, Vinny, I'm curious if you have any, you know, feedback or things that you wish that you knew. Yeah, um, we were advice. chatting. We were chatting earlier. I was like, Devin, what? So what do you got in mind? You're gonna do like ten thousand of these things? <laughs> or are you gonna do a couple one on ones? And um, I think it kind of starts with like the 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 baseline of like, okay, what kind of? There's like all these like sectors and and uh, groups of people in the NFT space, which is weird too. Like, I didn't understand that until you know, seven months in or something that, you know, you can kind of pick your lane. And I was just curious about, you know, where Devin wanted to come in or if like Toby or other people have kind of like, um, oh, we just want you to do like one of one artwork or like what your kind of response or like at least sort of like ideas about, did you want to make a collection? Is it just like a couple one of one pieces? Is it like um, an AR crazy filter of one of your sculptures? Or like, I'm sure your mind's been running, but yeah, I was just kind of curious about like that base um, uh, entry point, which is, we, we kind of talked talked on earlier yeah i mean it's interesting i I think like i'm still still in process thinking about it i think that i have a lot to kind of sort as far as coming from the physical and i still think there is a big pushback from the physical world into the digital in terms of galleries and exhibitions and all that so there's obviously like a a level of protection that i want to surround my physical work with but Mm -hmm. you know i think I, you know, once again, I said this on the panel, you're asking great questions. It's, it's really good. <laughs> it's the best. It's, it's just like, whenever there's a moment of tension, and whenever there's a moment of like pushback, yeah. it's usually when there's like giant breakthroughs on the other side. I think every moment of history is like, it was this moment of like, what's going on here? We don't know if this is right. But ultimately that took over and then that became the norm. And so I think it'd be wrong for me to not have a footprint in what's going on in the space, especially because so much of my work alludes to a digital aspect right now. And you know, I have this body of work that I've worked on for five years that is one, just it's one variation of my mind that I've focused in on. And I think it tells a lot of the story of myself, but also tells a narrative that I've spent a lot of time studying. Um, there's physical work that's a completely different body of work that I've also developed that hasn't been seen yet, hasn't been shown, and I'm starting to roll that out in the physical world. So for me, the digital aspect of this is just like a it's just another vertical or another horizontal do, of an extension you, of what I'm doing. Do you see it as a different body of work than like the Guardians and, and that kind of body of work? Would it be totally different or is it like an extension of... Yeah, I think that's what I'm wrestling with right, right now is like, do I do it as an extension of what I'm doing in the physical or do I do something completely new? Mm. Um, that would be like a huge, that'd be really hard to answer. If yeah, like. and I think that's kind of like the mystery behind it right now. It's like, I feel like I know what I'm doing Yeah, as far as the work, but I also not sure. And that's the constant back and forth so yeah Vinny. I, I, again I'd, I'd wonder if you have any advice as as devin is tackling that and thinking through ways to to enter the space well i, I think he's already linked up with toby and matt yeah. i mean two people that come from toby's more web3 matt's more music web2 mm-hmm. management things like that and then just i mean in nft london like just hanging out with people and yeah. asking quite like you know sometimes we're on twitter spaces and people come up and they're like oh like where do we go from now like i'm an artist i've been here 
Uh, I go, well, you're already in it. You're like in Twitter spaces, you're going to events and you're just asking questions and like hanging out. And I think some people just want to come into the space and like, I'm minting everything and everything's all going to sell out. And then they get kind of defeated because they didn't put in like the work or the time. And I think Devin's already crushing on that aspect. Like yeah. we're just here, we're talking about NFTs yeah. now. We're talking about NFTs in the car ride. We did a little panel and people ask I think the best way to just understand is like going back to that whole student teacher vibe. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm here to learn. Right. I don't know what's going to come from it. You know, I might just stay what I'm doing. I have exhibitions, you know, lined up for the next year of body of work that I've put together for a lot of time right now. Yeah. Like I, I go back to the studio on Tuesday and I'll be finishing up that show and then presenting it in the real, real world. But there's just so much excitement around art and how it's growing and how it's just become such a focal point and discussion point for everyone. You know, it's hard to ignore right now how artists and creatives are actually becoming like very, very valued and very, very looked like looked at. Yeah. And I want to just have a well-rounded understanding of whatever the hell's going on. <laughs> so I was like, hey, NFT London, why do we pop in, see what's up, like, see if we can talk out. about it. If there's any, any, like, any part of wisdom that I can share in the digital space, being a physical artist. And if there's any people that are in the physical world that are like, I'm not sure about it, maybe I can be that little light that's like, I'm here with you too. Yeah. It's normal to be here. Like we're trying to figure it out. So yeah, I think everybody's just trying to figure yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. To, to that end, Vinny, I, I'm curious if, you know, you're coming at this from the angle of going into the fine art world as well and into the physical, if you have any questions for for Devin as, as you're exploring that space. Yeah, I think we were, thank you. <laughs> Hold hands. Hey, my God, sir. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I've been like collecting a lot of my thoughts and we were talking about some physical, that's so weird to say physical galleries. <laughs> uh, uh, we were talking about galleries the other night and, you know, De- Devin was gracious and I'd be like, oh, I can introduce you to here and there. And we can just like talk about like, uh, that's the other thing. Like I haven't had like, uh, a, cl- a close friend. I hope we're kind of friends now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, uh, just to like ask questions too. So I'm yeah. like, oh, like I have, my, my mind starts running and I'm like, oh, this could be cool. And then I can see myself pivoting and like, I'm just trying to like follow up on my own self so i know like what questions to, to ask later and as we chat more like i'm sure a lot of other things will come up and just like hanging out and talking about art stuff i think that's like yeah. the best way to, and that's the same thing with the nft stuff it's like just hanging out and like when a question comes up you're like oh, yeah like i think i got an answer <laughs> we yeah, gotta I, figure it out together in the car we were like just talking about instagram we went on instagram and i know it's so foreign in this world to talk about instagram it's on twitter <laughs> no I, please and that was another discussion point <laughs> yeah but, um I, I told him, I was like, there was a project that he did. Uh, you don't mind me sharing? Sure. It was like a elevator shaft that mm-hmm. was almost like these like hieroglyphic-y kind of like carved into, I believe it was cement. The concrete or Concrete, yeah. yeah. yeah and it, just, it was like, immediately I was like, wow, there's a hundred ideas that I think that you could have around this. I think you should and really then my do more of this. My mind goes to Devin, I was like, I've seen all the sculptures. He's like, oh, I got a 3D guy if you need it. Yeah, and like, like, just wow, like, yeah. So it's like, I don't know, I think, but I just think the two worlds web two whatever that and then web three you know whatever they're just going to come together and it's just like artists talking about art and like just different bodies of work different facets yeah and i think that's like the coolest thing like you can just learn so much about any avenue like i took a took a pottery class the other day my girlfriend surprised me for my birthday because i've always just like i was like oh i just want to like do the wheel and do pottery like that's a different extension of my artwork that i've never done and it's like the same thing with like oh we're talking about sculptures or we're talking about uh, digital stuff and it's it's to me, I'm just interested in it all, and yeah. it's it's great to you know go back and forth with different friends and different people, and just like ask the questions when they arise. So um, I think it's great, and just like expanding the network of people that you know that can do really cool stuff. Yeah. Well, dope. Well, we're coming up at, at the end of time. Uh, I would love we we end every podcast with asking the guests what their one big idea is for the audience. So from the conversation, you know, what is one thing that you would like to leave uh, the audience with? And so. I'll, I'll give you a second to think about it. Devin looks like he's got something on his mind. 
Now I'm thinking. Okay, I would say. Uh, hmm. And we'll cut. We'll cut this so you're good. No, no, I like the I like the awkward pause. I <laughs> just leave it. In. Mm. I don't. Uh, the first one that comes to my head is this, it's like such the cliche, but it's like if you enjoy something, just do it, and like if you do it enough, usually things might might come from it. Like that's that's really vague, but I think that was just something for me. Like I just enjoyed drawing, I enjoyed artwork, and I just kept doing it. Like no matter if people saw it, no matter if it like likes or followers or whatever on Instagram and or Twitter and. I don't know. I just just enjoyed something and just uh, yeah. go with what you enjoy. Enjoy and don't care what people think. Like that's another cliche one, but it's so it's a cliche for a reason. Um, I imagine that that is hugely important as an artist. Like yeah, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Like I'm sure there like, are plenty the of solitary thing to do is like days. be an yeah. artist or like be a sports player. Like these big things. Like yeah. yeah, you gotta work really hard. But like if you enjoy it, you're just gonna do it anyway. Yeah. So finding your why for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'd go with that one. Just do whatever you want. If you want to be a cook, or you want to be a painter, you want to be a swimmer. Yeah. Just go, go and swim. Go swim. Go swim. What do you yeah, think, Devin? I think um, I think it's just important to be present. I think it's important to check in on your friends. I think um, that we have a very limited amount of time here, and it's really easy, especially as like a creative, and especially as someone that wants to see you know, a high level of impact left in this world that you have to go so hard and so fast and, and just boom, 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 boom. And it's really like the most important part of this life is being present with those around you and, and, and being generous and being grateful and, and taking time to really celebrate the smallest things and celebrate the people around you and celebrate, you know, the life that you've been given. Like we have, like I said, a short amount of time. And if we, if we really think about our existence here, um, it's the little things that matter and the people around us that matter. So regardless, if you have the most successful project in the world or the, or the least successful project, like that's not your identity. That's not your ego. Like there's so much more out there. So keep pushing. Amen to that. Keep I think on that's trucking. Good, good place to end it. Devin, Vinny, very grateful for you both coming on. Thanks, it means Pickle. a lot to me. <laughs> I knew we were going to get one Pickle reference in. Uh, hey, I got to know about this. <laughs> we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it after, but thank you both. Really thank appreciate you. it. To everyone watching, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, us. Please subscribe. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of One Big Idea. As a thank you, head to onebigidea.xyz to claim your free OG status NFT be closing off minting after this initial run of episodes so be sure to grab yours before they are gone thanks again and i'll see you next time